podcast that introduces you to registered, clinical, and certified aromatherapists around the world. I'm your host, Melissa. I'm a holistic life coach and a registered aromatherapist. Join me every other week as we chat with aromatherapists and hear about their aromatic journeys and how they use essential oils in their lives and in their businesses. Hey friends, welcome to podcast episode number 19, Aromatic Chat with Paula Bagel. Today I'm going to be interviewing Paula Bagel, and at the time of this recording, she has just done a webinar for the Alliance of International Aromatherapists. She is a massage therapist. She took her aromatherapy education to the next level and has since gone back and helped many spas revamp the way that they use essential oils so that they're using them safely. Let's get started. All right. Thanks for joining us today, Paula. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to get to know you a little bit better and uh, hear more about your aromatic journey because, I mean, it really is a journey and it never ends, right? That is absolutely correct. It's still <laughs> ongoing. One of the common threads among all the people I've interviewed so far is we're, we're pretty much nerds and we are continual education people. We, we I don't know how you can't be. Once yep. you're, you're, you're so ingrained in what you do that you have to have the latest. I need to know everything. Updates, the do's, the don'ts, you know, yes. for sure. And the, it's the, always the, changing because, it, because it's science, right? It's science and science changes every single day. I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about who you are and how you got into aromatherapy. My first exposure to aromatherapy was in massage school. I was a single mom and I just had to do something better with my life other than being a phlebotomist and lab assistant in a hospital. So I went to school for physical therapy assistant, graduated in 1992 and being a PTA, I thought, oh, I've got this great job, study for my son and I. But because I was the assistant, I got Paula, go stretch that person. Paula, go massage that person. Go rub that person out. Go work on their upper traps. And because I had the time as the assistant, I spent a lot of time working out those muscles and the aches and pains. In the day, I got a, a bunch of flowers from a, um, a patient who had had a knee replacement. It was just wasn't going well for her. She was in agony. You know, I worked on her for like 20 minutes. And then she came in two days later and said, that's the most sleep she's gotten since she had surgery. And that just kept happening. People go, what, oh my God, what, can I see Paula today? Whatever she did last time, whatever she did last time. So my schedule started to get really booked. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden I didn't have time to do so much hands-on, which I really thought was missing in assembly line physical therapy. I quit my job as a PT assistant and went to massage school. And that's where I you know, got all more hands-on techniques, certainly. Um, I had an introduction to essential oils and I thought, wow, these are great. These are neat. But I really didn't, it didn't click then because I knew after massage school, I was going right into working in a hospital outpatient situation where I was going to be a physical therapy assistant again and a massage therapist, thinking that massage would just enhance my PT toolbox. Mm-hmm. So I did, you know, I wore both hats for a while. And then I taught at the massage school, which we did not teach aromatherapy at all at that time. I taught medical and treatment. And I taught a pregnancy, but everything was unscented or the massage school, biotone, everybody just uses, you know, I wore both hats for a while. And in a clinical setting, I just had to use whatever was there. I didn't have any options. So I got so busy teaching and my private practice started to really grow by then that I thought, oh, you know, I remember these nice smells in massage school. I wanted to incorporate some aromatherapy. So a friend of mine said, oh, I'm an aromatherapist. Don't know if she was or wasn't, but I believed her. I didn't really know anything about it then. So I would just buy stuff that she would mix up. And I would just ask my clients, I would say scented or unscented. The smell of the day is, had no idea to ask them about allergies, sensitivities. I didn't know. And we all, that's where we start, right? We don't know what we don't know. Exactly. I was just going to say that. (laughs) 
I can't be mad at myself because I didn't know. I owned a wellness spa for a while and I had other practitioners there. I just had a hard time keeping people. I ran the spa, but they were independent contractors. So one day they would just say, oh, you know, we're going to New York for the weekend. So, you know, you can have all my clients. I'm like, but I'm already booked. I just filled your schedule. So it got to be the point where a friend of mine who was my hairdresser said, I got space. So I closed my wellness spa and I just turned it to me, myself and I, which was a smart move. But I started working in her salon and she introduced me to multi-level marketing. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is great. I love essential oils. I don't know anything about them, but I'm like, this is great. I spent $2,000 on the briefcase of essential oils because I was so excited. And I love the smell of them. I was just like, oh, this is what my practice is missing. This is great. Not knowing what I was doing, I went to a, a one-day workshop and learned raindrop, thinking, oh, this is cool. I burnt somebody, and she can still you, has scars. Can you explain raindrop for the people I who can. Know what so it is? it is undiluted essential oils down the spine, claiming to cure viruses, scoliosis, unsupported medical claims. But I was just so excited to do something different. I didn't know. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm doing this great stuff. I got the Young Living book and I'm looking at it going, wow, this is great. Here's my information. But never took any formal education. Anything I went to that was multi-level marketing related was a sales pitch and miracle. And wow, this is great. And, you know, uh, we're going to heal the world and sell some more stuff. It's really sales based. Right. Well, it's it's marketing. Right. Yeah. And marketing is great. We need to know how to market ourselves. Sure. But in the, in, a, in the right way. And, and so as I got into it, I was like, you know, I took an oath as a massage therapist and a physical therapy assistant. Like, don't do no, first do no harm. And when I burnt a friend of mine, she's like, my back is on fire. And I felt so bad. Um, I kept putting just the regular oil and trying to rub it. And then I got a towel and I was trying to rub it off. Her back's on fire and I'm rubbing off with a dry towel. Then I took a wet water and oil doesn't mix. It was just a mess. She has little scars. So needless to say, I felt terrible. Then I'm like, you know what? I don't know what I'm doing and I need to get some formal education. And then the other bottles of oil I was buying for my friend, they'd go rancid after a while. I'm like, I can't use this. My sheets are being stained and they smell terrible. So right. maybe she wasn't an aromatherapist. She was right. just mixing me up whichever head in her kitchen. So I did my formal education and then I got my certification in 2006 and then I've never gone back since. So I looked at my briefcase of oils a year later and said, I don't even know what to do with these. I don't know what to do with these. I don't, I don't know anything about shelf life storage. I had no idea. And according to them, their oils never, nothing ever expired. I'm like, well, everything expires. Expires, especially natural products. Especially natural products. So I probably had to toss most of them. I mean, they're blends. They have all these fancy names for their blends. And I made a joke about on my webinar the other night that I swear that most of them had cinnamon bark and ylang ylang in them. They had like seven, eight, nine essential oils in a five ml bottle. I was just like, whoo, after you learn, what you learn, you're like, holy cow, because yeah. if I'm going to use it with somebody, how do I know? Right. How do, and how do I know what they're reacting to when there's so much in there? Yeah, exactly. Even if I diffuse it, my client would say, you know, my eyes are burning. I'm like, well, like I said, we don't know what we don't know. And exactly. since then I took classes with Tisserand Institute. I've been to a bazillion conferences. I was very fortunate to win a scholarship to Botanica in 2016. Woo-hoo. I was just, it was like, I was like, thank you, God. It was the most biggest blessing eating the people in Europe and just knowing that we are just aromatically, we're all connected. We all have that same passion and listening to the clinical aromatherapy practitioners there was just uh, amazing. Um, I've taken a ton of classes with Rhiannon years ago. She used to come to the United States. She would came to New York state where I lived for years and I've done her all her advanced clinical stuff. And you're in Florida now, right? I just moved to Florida. Yeah. So I'm just getting started here. And where in New York were you? I like Syracuse area, central New York, upstate New York. I grew up outside of Albany. 
I moved here for my kids. My son's been down here for 10 years. My daughter's been down here for four. It was very hard to leave my spa job and my very busy, successful private practice after 20 some odd years. It was a big, a big change. Um, but I had taught a few classes and the, most of the clients that I passed on to other practitioners, they at least took my two-day class before. So they know how to mix up a pain blend for somebody because I taught them how to do that so that my clients are still taken care of. And of course, I can always you know, ship something. I started working at this fancy spa in 2018. My first experience was, oh my God, you really are storing your products this way? <laughs> it was a shock. After studying with Tisserand and Rhiannon and Gabriel and all these conferences, you know, uh, AIA conferences. And I thought, oh my gosh, they just kept like recycling the plastic bottles. They'd be like this much left and they would just dump in the fresh oil. So that could be as old as dirt, but they would just re- keep refilling it. You could see the mold in the side of the bottles. And they said, oh, they can't go rancid because we use so many products. And they were a busy spa, but just still the the storage was, everything was hot. Hydrosols were put in the hot towel cabbie before they used them on people. And I thought, oh dear, I restarted to have a reaction probably three to four months into the job. I started having like dermatitis issues. I thought, oh my gosh, I have never had these in all the years I've worked with oils, even with my friends, scented or unscented. You know, I didn't have these kinds of reactions. After a few months, the therapist got to know who I was and they said, uh, and they all started showing me their skin, horrible dermatitis and sensitization issues. And a lot of it was because stored in hot rooms, not proper sanitation, oxidized products. They were using um, after a body scrub, you take a hot shower and soak in a hot tub as part of your spa treatment. They would throw undiluted essential oils in the tub. After a few months, I approached management and they were, I'm really blessed because I loved working there. I don't want to say anything bad about the place. It was a beautiful spa, high-end, beautiful Forbes four-star resort. They didn't know and nobody spoke up. They just dealt with it until they found out what I did. So I approached management and um, I said, you know, we need to talk. I was able to reformulate the very high dilutions to rename the blends appropriate for the atmosphere and the vibe of the spa. They still use the same company, but I got them to do like a 2% dilution instead of a 10% dilution. Um, Some of them, depending on the oils that we use, 1% was enough. The person I worked with, this one therapist, he had to have all sorts of steroids and steroid creams and stuff. And by the time we switched the products around, he still has some really dry, patchy, irritated skin. But to him, he said it was a miracle after we switched those products up because you can't stay on medication forever. But because I switched those out, people's skin started to resolve. For this one this one friend, he's always going to have an issue because he's become sensitized. So his skin really isn't resolved like it should. But I was very blessed that they heard me out and they made the appropriate changes. Yes, you are. I've, I've been to um, some spas and everybody uses aromatherapy now. You know, it's, it's very common. But this down. one spa had an, uh, they called it an inhalation room. Ah. I, I, I was there with my daughter for my birthday last year. And we, were, we spent about three minutes in the inhalation room. And I said, I can't, I cannot stay in here. The, the scent was so strong. I never went nose blind. I never lost the smell. It was that strong. I always tell people, especially in situations like that, I'll go to the management and say, hey, I'm a registered aromatherapist. If you want to evaluate your program, let me know. Of course, they never contact. So, No, they just want what's good for business. Oh, but I and was- they want to buy in bulk. And they, the whole quality thing, like my experience was like, oh, it's a good company. They know what they're doing. I'm like, they do not, or we wouldn't have these problems. Right. And you, can't, you we switched to glass bottles and everything in a bottle sterilizer. I'm like, you cannot keep using these plastic bottles over and over 
and just, you got to switch them out. Okay. So you're, are you at a spa in Florida or have you opened your own? um, I I have a private practice in my home, but it's slow going due to COVID and I moved into a 55 plus community. So I work part-time in a chiropractor office. He's letting me bring my own products in because he knows what I do. He's like, yep, that's fine. Bring your own stuff in. That's great. And eventually I'll be doing some aromatherapy there. So he's going to let me get my foot in the door and get my clientele built up and we'll go from there. And then I'm working at a private country club spa. And the reason I got hired was because they saw aromatherapist. Aside from being a massage therapist, they're pretty excited about me changing their products out. She wants to use up what they have, and I'm encouraging her not to use up what they have. They hate to throw away money, of course, right? It's money. I made her a bunch of blends, and I made them proprietary Mm -hmm. for their country club spa based on Florida, like Sunset Beach. I made like some really cool blends that would be appropriate for a Florida spa get some fun names and I mix some nice blends. She took every single one of them home and she came in the next day with them. She goes, oh, I love these. I love them all. She's like, Oh my gosh. And I go, yeah, this is what we need to do. So she's really, it's one step at a time, Melissa. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. In addition to being a registered aromatherapist, I'm also a life coach. And one of the things that I, um, I actually just had this conversation with one of my clients this last week. She doesn't want to throw food away because we spent money on the food. Oh, yes. I, I was trying to get her to understand the difference between value and worth. Yes, we we spent money on this essential oil, on these products, but they're no longer worth anything. Fired, they're rancid, they're old, they're going to cause problems. So the right. worth in those oils is gone now. Yes. They only have value because we still think they have value. So that might be a way to approach yeah, that's good. I will I will use it because I just want her to toss everything. Yeah. She eventually wants me to source everything, blend for the spa. There's only six rooms. I'm right. like, we need six bottles of each two ounce blend in the room because I explained to her about not doing a full body aromatherapy massage, which I did at the other spa. I'm like, it's so unnecessary and it's wasteful. I'm a big, big heart bleeder for sustainability. Yes. You know, my grandmother taught us well. You know, it was my grandmother who taught me how to plant and appreciate flowers and not waste them. Right. And when it's not sustainable because of the price of these plants and global warming and whatever, people start to fudge them and add fillers and other things that are not so natural. Maybe they'll extend the shelf life, but I always just tell people, I go, would you eat that? Well, no, nothing. Why are you putting it on your skin? But it's, you really have to tenderly approach it. Yes. It takes, takes time. I'm tenderly approaching it. I've worked my way in. She just came back and she goes, Oh, I love them all. I love them so much. (laughs) She's like, Oh my gosh. I mean, they were simple blends, Melissa. Simple. Yeah. But that doesn't simple. I love simple. Right. Simple makes the most sense to me. (laughs) And I told right. And I told her that these are safe for the general public. Oh, that's great. And And I do have private consultation. When I was in New York state, I had tons of private aromatherapy consultations. So I'm still like shipping blends to New York state. Mm-hmm. And um, I also am a continuing education provider for massage therapists. My focus is really for massage therapists and how to appropriately blend and dilute. And you don't need to have this big 32 ounce pre-made blend, make it fresh. And I said to, to my new place, I'm like, I'm going to make a two ounce blend of each for every treatment room. And when they run out, we're not going to refill the bottle. I'm going to make another fresh batch. Just right. let me know when it's out. Right. Oh, that's exciting. You, you've brought up so many things and my brain is like going, ah, I want to talk about your chiropractic office. Back in Texas, when we lived in Texas, I worked for my chiropractor, best like job outside of my home I've ever had. He was, he's wanted to bring in a massage therapist for years, but logistically he hasn't been able to figure out how to make that happen. Mm -hmm. What advice would you have 
for chiropractors out there who are in that position, they, they know that it would be a benefit, but how do they go about doing that? First, advertise that you want a massage therapist. And second of all, really in a medical setting, you want somebody that's not, I mean, a relaxation massage is always good, right? Sometimes people just want to zone. In a chiropractic office, people are mostly looking for chronic pain, treatment specific. So when you're looking for a massage therapist, look for somebody that has orthopedic training or medical training or, you know, post-op rehab massage. I mean, that's a really huge thing too. There's a lot of personal trainers and my son's a personal trainer and a clinical nutritionist. And he specializes in functional fitness and post rehab training. Same with a massage therapist. That might be somebody, you know, just say, I'm looking for a massage therapist with XYZ criteria. Does the chiropractor you work for, has he always had a massage therapist in his office or is this new? Um, Pre-COVID, he had like 10. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) And two two retired, God bless them, they were 70 and they just decided to retire. Oh, my. And then I think he has four and I just started there. So he'll have five massage therapists. He's, okay. a, he's got a very busy, successful practice. Oh, that's exciting. Okay. In your private practice for your private practice, not working for the massage or not working for the chiropractor or the spa in your own private practice. What are the types of issues that people come to you with? And all, in all my years, because I started in physical therapy, it was for pain, chronic pain, injury that just didn't resolve or they were done with their workman's comp and no fault. They were done with physical therapy. I was very active in my dojo. So I saw a lot of athletes. I used to be a personal trainer and aerobic instructor. I would see athletes, bodybuilders, martial artists. And then my older people that just said, you know, the medicine, I just, my doctor just keeps giving me medicine. And they just said, I can't stomach it. Literally, they just can't stomach it. They'd have constipation issues. And they just said, I want to still have an active, healthy life. And this could be age 60 up. They still wanted to be active and healthy. And they said, you know, we'd rather do a massage and, and I would make them paint blends would go out the door of them. So they would take less medication. And I can't tell them not to take medication because that's not, you know, that's not my scope of practice, but I would encourage them to use the pain blend and get regular massage. And they found that on their own and working with their physician that they could get off most of their medication just by getting massage and using aromatherapy for support. Whether it's sleep, pain, anxiety. And so aromatherapy really plays a big role in that. Wow. I understand the anxiety with the medication. The thought of going back to how you were feeling with that chronic condition could definitely be an anxiety trigger. Yes. Wow. That's what I saw mostly. And my move down to Florida, my goal was to teach or do some kind of spa management and teach and reach out to the spas and do an educational thing on their products. It's very hard to do. I've only been here since August. I applied to be a massage instructor and I thought, oh, I'm gonna get my foot in the door and then I'll work my own therapy. And I don't have a bachelor's degree, but um, I have an associate's in applied science. Plus I feel like with all the aromatherapy and continue education courses that I needed for physical therapy and massage and aromatherapy, I'm like, I should have my PhD by now. <laughs> I'm like, you want to look at chemistry? <laughs> right, right. Oh, you know, and chemistry was one of my... Um, Sticky spots. I really struggle with, I get understand it, but all the molecules, I'm just like, <gasps> you know, it's my, it's my nemesis chemistry right. and math. And here I am blending, you know, MLs and versus drops. Yeah. But when you, when you're practically putting something into action, it makes, it does make sense. My in chemistry, the same way, like in high school, he couldn't do math, but he could kick science in the butt. And all, and the teacher, he came from a very small town in Oregon and the teacher for science was the same teacher for math. And he goes, I don't understand, Eric. You can't do it in math class, but you can do the exact same thing over here. He's like, but I can see it over here. 
Yeah. Couldn't see it over yeah. there. And that's how I understand it because I, I just appreciate, I mean, I've got charts on my walls, component lists, and then the essential oils that have those components. I mean, you know, I've got these charts. I get it. So this one university said they'd call me back if they couldn't find anybody, maybe they'd have me as an adjunct. And I said, you know, I'd really like to talk to you because I taught at the massage school. I wrote and taught the pregnancy program and infancy program. I co-taught and wrote uh, medical massage, orthopedic massage. You have to have a bachelor's degree and I have an associate's in applied science. So I said, I am an educator in aromatherapy. So if you want to meet sometime and we can talk about either I can do CEU classes at your university for your massage therapist, or you may want to make it part of your, your massage program. So she's going to get back to me. Oh, that's exciting. I think massage programs should have an aromatherapy foundation. Well, most massage programs that I'm aware of actually teach, they have, you know, their little unit on aromatherapy. It's just information. It's not education, which is different. And the the spa just buys whatever product line they like that they can get the right price for. They buy it in bulk and we just keep refilling the bottles. What would you say? I mean, you, you moved to Florida in the middle of COVID. You're trying to set up a business. You're trying to get established. What did, would you say your biggest stumbling block is right now? COVID. Just COVID. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting out there a little at a time. You have your snowbirds down here. People are just coming back. And if you're going to get a massage, you have to quarantine. And nobody's allowed to even make an appointment. You can't step foot in the gym or the spa or the chiropractor office until you show that you're COVID negative. So that takes time to process. And people don't know me here yet. Right. I'm pretty new. And as soon as the country or my community, the pool is open, but not the gym. So as soon as the fitness center opens, Paula's going to put her cards in there, <laughs> you know, and let people know I'm here. Yeah, for sure. Even if it's for the community. Well, and being in a 55 plus community, you're probably going to be dealing with a lot of people who have pre-existing conditions. And not for nothing, but there's a lot of younger people in this community now that things are flipping. When we moved in here, they said that they were like so thrilled that we were coming in here. I mean, my neighbors are 70 next door. And they said more and more people that are in their early 60s are moving in. It's getting to be more a younger just because it's a great community with the pools, the gyms. The so you, could, you could establish a youth group. Maybe. I know. <laughs> 60s. 60s. <laughs> Call it the youth group. Everybody gets together. <laughs> right. So, and I think people are nervous right now. So a couple of my neighbors in my circle, they know I do massage, but they're just nervous because of COVID. Okay. So I really think that it just it's just going to take time. I can't stress about it. I'm just starting to work. I'm just starting to get myself out there. And once I, she said, once I start getting in the groove and people know who I am, she said that we're going to introduce your aromatherapy. And she's like, I, she's ready to take the products out and she's going to let me source them. Or I, I could tell her where to source them. Right. Right. And I'll spend, she can pay me for the day. Cause I'm not doing this for free. I did that at the other spa. They said, great, Paula, thanks. No compensation for it. So this time I told her I need to be compensated for my time, my knowledge. And she said, Oh yeah, of course. Absolutely. I'm like, okay. Very good. If you could never have any other essential oil in your toolkit, but three, what would those three be? I can only have three oils. Your top three. Oh, boy. I know. Frankincense, rose, and spike lavender. Okay. It's my sneaky way around of getting lavender and something else. <laughs> okay. So tell me why frankincense? Because it is an anti-spasmodic and it's good for meditation. It's good for people to relax. People, you hear frankincense and you feel like ancient medicine. People go, oh, frankincense. You know, it's special, right? It's special. Mm -hmm. And rose, rose is good for the heart, even for dudes. You know, rose can be very grounding. So can frankincense. You kind of hit grounding and sedating as well as 
uplifting with roseanne frankincense and then spike lavender i would say lavender but spike lavender has got that hit but i'm still getting lavender so that's like my cheat okay (laughs) excellent so what's getting you really excited right now either personally or professionally i'm excited about working smarter not harder now that i'm in south florida Uh, my husband needs to retire um i don't (laughs) i don't imagine if i would ever really retire retire in all honesty, I'm looking not to do so much massage, but I'm doing it for now because it's a paycheck and it gets me known and it gets me out there. I've been touching bodies for 28 years and I'm ready to step into a teaching. I've got so much knowledge. I really want to share it, especially when it comes to massage and aromatherapy. I really have got so much experience and knowledge now. I really want to, I want to share that, but I have to start, I have to start where I am right. and then just work my way up. So people know who I am and then I'll go from there. In this time of COVID, you've moved, which people think we're crazy for doing that because we moved right at the very beginning of this. So people think we're insane. But how would you incorporate um, self-care for yourself right now, especially during COVID and moving? Because I know there's other people out there who are doing crazy things right now. Exercise. Eat healthy. Take your vitamins. (laughs) You know, and maybe... This is a good time. I feel like COVID is a terrible, horrible tragedy virus. I mean, but I feel like maybe it's my, I don't want to be religious or anything on everybody, but I think it was a wake up call for us as a global humanity to reassess what we're doing and who we are and who are we are globally. We're not, I'm not just United States. I'm not just my planet, especially after going to Botanica. And I just did the, the platform, the Botanica platform. Mm-hmm. You know, we're... We're human, we're humans. And maybe COVID was the time to say, hey, you know what? We're all going crazy, 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 crazy. Take a step back and appreciate the downtime. Can I read a book? Can I learn something new? Can I spend more time with my family? What do I need to change? How do I feel inside my body? What do I need to do different? I was just talking with a client yesterday and people are posting, well, people are talking about how cold it is right now up north in the US. People are posting their first snow pictures. Oh, yes. Right. And I, I grew up in the 70s and I, I up in upstate New York and we always had snow before Halloween. It wasn't a big deal, but it's been yeah, we got snow on Halloween. It's like, eh. <laughs> it's been so long since we've had it, though. People are like, what what's happening? But I feel like our world right now is thanking COVID. The planet is thanking COVID because it's caused us as it as humanity like you said, to slow down. Remember back at the beginning of COVID where they were showing the pollution pictures before and seven days into COVID and no pollution? Our earth is breathing a sigh of thanks. Thank you. So I think this happened for a reason. Yeah. Everything is for a reason. Yes. Yes. Everything happens for a reason. And I know so many people think that's a trite statement, but I really do believe that in my soul. Agreed. We needed this time. Our, Our entire world needed this time. Our planet, human being. Yeah. Uh, Immediately when COVID hit in upstate New York, oh my God, people are calling me for diffuser blends and aroma sticks. I'm like, this is just to support you. (laughs) You know, these are no, this is not anti-COVID cures. So don't get, you know, go crazy there. And um, I was super busy, but by the April, March, April, May, by May, everything just, nobody wanted any blends. Everybody was all set. And I I didn't purchase any oils. I didn't buy, I didn't need any products. I decided to start blending for the spa. And then I realized, I'm like, well, that's not, the lemon shouldn't look like that. My blood orange should not look like that. And the aroma was off and everything else. My oils had oxidized. 
because I took them out of the fridge to move them to Florida. Two-day trip, just kept them in a box, tried to keep them out of the sun. I did the same thing moving over here to Guam. I had an entire suitcase. The movers didn't touch them. They came with me on the airplane. They came with me in my car. I was like, this is it. They are coming with me. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't have room in the cooler because the cooler had our snacks and our water bottles. Right. Oh. It just was like, wow, a wake-up call you know, mm. and not to buy more than I'm going to eat. And I really find that the simple and expensive, except for hilichrism, because who doesn't need hilichrism? I would have had to add that to my list if you gave me four oils. Yeah, that one that one has high value to me. <laughs> yeah, me too. And some really good vinegar. Yeah. So yeah, so it's hard to pick three. I mean, it is. Really, I'm like, eh, I could have picked six, 10. But you know, it depends on my mood of the day. Yeah. So I'm finding that post COVID, I'm looking at my refrigerator full of essential oils here and I got to go through every single one of them. Cause now I, I refresh my citrus oils and then I'm looking at, I'm like, Oh boy, I better start opening my pines, my conifers. So I have I'm afraid to look, I'm afraid to smell them. <laughs> cause yeah. those are like, doing that, inventory is, doing that inventory is so important because as aromatherapists, we want, we, we're more concerned about the safety of our clients and making sure that they are getting exactly what they need. And if one of my oils is not right, I'm doing them a disservice. Absolutely. I yeah. agree. Yeah. I agree. So Paula, tell me, how can people find you? I, I'm on Facebook and email and text me. I'm my website for my massage therapy association. I, I feel that, um, I don't want TikTok and LinkedIn and Twitter. And I don't feel like in the past, it's really gotten me anything extra. And I want to just keep it simple. That's important. Keeping it simple. And I don't want to be tied down to checking 10 social media accounts to see if somebody wants me. Right. <laughs> and then AIA, the Alliance of International Aromatherapists. I'm on Finding Aromatherapist. I'm on my AIA group, which I love my AIA group. Very it's a high quality, high end organization. I agree. We've got such a good group going here. People are serious about what they're doing. Yep. Which is great. That is great. Well, Paula, thank you so much for checking in with us here uh, on Aromatic Chat. And um, like I said, when we were chatting before we got started, I really hope that this increases your footprint and that people will find you and that, you know, you're just going to prosper. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. It was thank nice you, of you to Paula. reach out. I appreciate okay. it. All right. Take care. You too. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to Aromatic Chat. Be sure to look at the show notes for all of the links mentioned in today's Aromatic Chat. This is your host, Melissa, your holistic life coach and registered aromatherapist. You can find me on the web at www.lemonbalmcoaching.com. If you enjoy Aromatic Chat, be sure to leave a review. I will see you in a couple of weeks with our next episode. Until then, peace, love, and aromatics.